When Iona boarded the copter that would take her from her home to the city, she looked one last time over her shoulder at the place she'd known all her life with a longing that hurt in her stomach. She would miss her family, her friends, the daily routine of the corn farm they managed since she was a small child. Inside the copter, she was seated next to Alessa, a weeping redhead who needed a comforting arm to console her. With her fragile frame and delicate features, the 18-year-old reminded Iona of Maya. Shush. It'll be okay, Iona whispered. The copter lurched and lifted off the platform. Iona peered out of the small window and fought back her own tears as the field shrank into a patchwork of golden yellow and brown. Eventually, Alessa calmed down. Some of the others muttered to each other. Kane, who admitted he was leaving his fiance behind, stared out the window and sighed deeply several times while the joyous man spoke of the chances of driving one of the trams that he had read about in a book somewhere, an old book, no doubt given what little they knew about Chandros. For decades, supposedly because nobody had kept a record of the early years of the commune, the Chandran had ruled Messos. They claimed to bring stability by patrolling the waters about the island and expelling any foreigners who attempted to invade from the other isles that formed the archipelago. They also insisted that their way of life, the division of labor between Menorum and the elitist Chandran, was the best solution to maintaining peace and productivity. While the Chandran provided doctors to heal the sick, architects to build factories and engineers to design new machines, the Menorum produced the necessary food through physical labor. By the coast, they fished the waters, while inland, they herded cattle for meat and reared sheep for wool. A symbiosis, the Chadrid declared, happy to perpetuate the status quo. Iona saw differently. The Chadrin were a parasite who took the best of what the norm produced, including its youth. She hated them. While the others of the copter silently acquiesced, Iona gritted her teeth and seethed. Zay, the tax collector, had spoken of assessments. She faced him with her angry eyes and made it known she suspected other things happened at Chandros. What if it was true? The rumors about the sexual lifestyle of the Chandran. She'd heard her father whisper about it to her mother. He seemed to know more than he'd let on, but wouldn't ever speak about it to Maya or Iona. She'd hunted through the archives of the small commune library and unearthed the reports left by those early conscripti. Years ago, the commune had struggled in its infancy and not produced sufficient food to sell, barely able to feed its own people. The six conscripti sent one year had been quickly recovered the next year following a bumper crop of fruit. The few words written down by the returnees had described a hedonistic city where marriage didn't exist. Children were brought up in isolation from their parents, and men used women whenever they wished. Nobody... She asked, wanted to know about her findings. Hearsay, they'd rebutted. Exaggerations. However, for years after that first failure, the commune managers had gone to great lengths to keep the farms profitable. Bjorn had failed them again. A useless manager. He should never have been elected to serve them. Iona crossed her arms and stared down Zane, which proved harder than she thought. The man's lips twitched, as if he were laughing at her. His tall physique filled the cabin, and he reminded Iona of her father's stature before age had made him stooped. 
The breadth of Zane's shoulders stretched out, his jacket seams. Yet the man wasn't exactly thick-set. Shut him out, Iona. He's just another pig-headed Chandran. In a world where two different people from two different societies meet in a foreboding circumstance, their relationship will change the world. A duo from colliding cultures that no one could have predicted and neither of them could have expected. Iona, a farm girl with sass in all the right places, and Zane, a cosmopolitan tax collector with the perfect spice to season her fire. Can they get past the boundaries that have been put up to keep them apart? And will they manage to create a lasting relationship that makes them a novelty amongst their peers? Taken as Payment Written by Jay Peaches and narrated by Cassius Mishima Buy it now on Audible.